Hello everybody and welcome to The Captain's Quarters, the unofficial Star Trek rewatch podcast where we are rewatching the entire Star Trek franchise starting at the beginning of the official timeline. My name is Gabe and I'm with my co-captain Jason. Make it so, Jason. Hey buddy, how are you? I'm doing fantastic now. I'm talking to you, man. Today we're talking about Star Trek Discovery Season 1, Episode 9, called Into the Forest I Go. This was a jam-packed episode. Lots to talk about. Indeed it was, yes. But first and foremost, Jason, is this the first Star Trek with nudity? Klingon nudity, albeit, but nudity oh oh yeah 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 it it, it, uh yeah yeah it it is (laughs) yeah and i was surprised and not just you know not to be too you know brash here whatever it wasn't just like side boob it was full-on no areola yeah it was very much um yeah, it was, it was female. Yeah, it was it was yeah it was uh, it was Klingon female nudity for sure. I was not expecting that at all. Uh, yeah, because, I was caught off guard. Because I mean, we're saying Klingon, but really it was a human actor in yeah. body paint or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a prude. I just was not expecting it. Yeah, I I I was also surprised and um. Yeah, I was surprised that there were there wasn't more prosthetics, mm. honestly, like mm. a like a thicker backbone or something. Mm-hmm. You know what though? We're also speculating because it could have been pure we are. prosthetic. We prosthetics. are, we are, but I think, but I I do think there is something to that. Mm-hmm. So onwards. I was primed for it because there was also an episode where they dropped an F-bomb, which we established was probably the first F-bomb in all of Star Trek history. So yeah, Mm -hmm. they're just breaking down all kinds of barriers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about first man on man kiss, which occurred in this episode? Is that, was that a first? Yeah. I don't recall any of that in any kisses like that in enterprise. No. Um, first man on mine, yes. First same sex, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, so this episode, they it's a continuation of last episode where they're on a planet called Parva. There is this frequency emitted by these wisp-like aliens. And they're trying to use it to decloak the Klingon vessels who are cloaked and cloaked and attacking Starfleet. And the Klingons intercept a transmission and they end up at Parvo with Starfleet. So Lorca and crew devise a plan where they're essentially going to transport people from the ship onto the Klingon ship they're going to put um, they're going to put transmitters onto the Klingon ship 
And then they're gonna use the spore drive, which allows them to warp instantaneously. They're gonna use it to do 133 jumps around the Klingon ship to take all these measurements. And it's gonna take advantage of some imperfections in the Klingon's cloaking technology so that they can basically crack the code and then know where a cloaked Klingon ship is so that they can attack it. So, mm -hmm. so Burnham and Tyler are the ones who are transported onto the Klingon ship. Yeah. While they're there, they discover Cornwall is being held there. Admiral Cornwell is being held there. And so they rescue her. They they plant their their transmitters. Uh, Burnham gets into a, a knife fight with the captain Cole. Cole. And Stamets, who has augmented himself so that he can um be used for the uh for the yeah, spore interface drive with the spore drive yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. he he gets put through it because they have to do 133 jumps mm -hmm. and uh he's in a relationship with the doctor that was the same sex kiss well mm -hmm. with the doctor um and so the doctor is monitoring him so it's traumatic for him he's watching you know his love basically go through this horrible thing Yep. But as Lorca says, you know, a trillion lives are at stake, so he's risking it all. Uh, yep. But they do all the jumps. They're able to, to make their calculations. They um, then are able to figure out where the ship is, and they fire all these torpedoes at it, and they blow it up, and they kill Cole. And apparently all the, all the Klingons on that ship. And... Um, they're going to make one final jump back to a space station. Stamets agrees to one more, but then he says he's done, that he's going to need serious medical help afterwards. And something goes crazy awry. They get there, and there's all kinds of, like, detritus floating around space and s s chunks of spaceships. And we don't really know what's going on. I have my suspicions. Um... But they so they get to their destination, but something's wrong. And yeah. um, in a nutshell, that was the episode. Yeah. So yeah. Basically. Yeah. So where do you want to start? Yeah. I want to talk about Lorca. Where do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I want to talk about Lorca. Okay. So the reason why Cornwell was imprisoned was because she was sent basically by Lorca, and she was ambushed. Yeah, he recommended her to yeah. take um, Sarek's place. Yeah, she, as a negotiator, she was ambushed. She was and captured. It was a trap. It was a trap. Yep. And <clears throat> I don't know if we talked about this. To quote another famous admiral. But I mean, so yeah, exactly. Um, she she was on to Lorca, his PTSD, his paranoia, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he has bigger demons than that but um yeah mm -hmm. do you think that he like sent her on a suicide mission basically like hoping that she'd either be killed or captured because like she was the one that was on to him no <sighs> no and i and i think we talked about it a little bit that last episode okay but not as much um as i 
not as much as I would have liked. Not as much as we probably should have. But I'm glad we get that chance now. Um, no, I want to say no. I, that that thought did cross my mind, but I want to say no um, because I do believe I do think Lorca thought that she was the best person for those negotiations, and I do not think that I don't think that he knew, that he knew it was going to be an ambush. Did I mean? Is that see? I think... What do you think? I don't think that they've confirmed either way, but I, I definitely, like, feel like it's heading in that direction. Because, oh. Because, I mean, they were... They were intimate with each other. And, yeah. and for instance, like, in this episode, when he finds out that she's uh, rescued, he doesn't seem to be overjoyed and he seemed like in my well, my head I... he seems a little suspicious he's kind of almost like almost like he was dreading hearing that that she was rescued yeah uh yeah but i but i think because they do have a history together i do think that i i i think that was born of due to the fact that you know, at some point when she returns, you know, he was going to get, you know, it's kind of like a child waiting for not wanting mom or dad to come home as quickly as you would hope because, you know, you didn't do as well on your report card or you got in trouble and, you know, now you're going to have to face the music with mom and dad. And I think that was more of the, you know, that she was going to take away discovery from him than anything else. I don't think there was any, or I, I could be wrong in, in this situation, but I really hope that it was more of that, that he did not want to face the music and not to, and, and it wasn't that, you know, he was that, you know, anything else that hoping that she would be killed. Well, you have to remember, this is a guy who sacrificed his I know. entire crew. I know, I know, I know. I, and, and like I said, I could be incredibly wrong. I so, And you could be right that, you know, that he knew. And that, like, if they have a discussion or whatever. And that, you know, she gets it out of him that, you know, he knew or that thought crossed his mind. So, and then still on Lorca, like, uh -huh. I just, I don't trust him. Like, for instance, when yeah. he, he like is talking to Stamets before, oh. before the end, before the end of the episode, the ending yeah. scene with Stamets, he, he admits, he's like, he's like, I know what motivates you. He shows Stamets this map that he had compiled of all the different jumps and how it indicates mm -hmm. uh, perhaps a, a larger discovery. And he says, you know, you're an explorer at heart. You could be in, mm -hmm. you could be in a lab, but you chose not mm -hmm. to be in a lab. You're out here with us. I know this motivates you. And he kind of shows his hand a bit, but, but he starts that conversation with saying like, 
you, it's your choice. You don't have to yeah. do this. But but really, mm-hmm. really, Lorca knew exactly what he was doing. He was like he wasn't revealing that he was oh. he wasn't okay with Stamets not making that I jump. I see what you're he saying. He was completely I manipulating him and doing it. And okay, and then even <laughs> wow, even yeah, even okay. at the end yeah. when Stamets was like, um, so so Lorca is like, oh, I would never ask you to do another jump. We're gonna go yeah. to war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like that was again that was reverse psychology. Manipula. Yeah, that Lorca was performing on Stamets, where it was like, yeah. like oh, let it be known that I'm not okay with you doing it. And then, and as soon as Stamets is like, I can do one more. He's like, Are you sure? Oh, okay, yeah. And it was like, and so I just um, interesting. I don't trust it, man. I, he's just interesting. He like. S- it's like he'll do and say anything to, to get what he wants. See, I so, think at yeah. I see. Oh, see, I'm I'm so. This is why it's awesome to have a a podcast to talk about this. Is you know, or that we get to talk about this. Because um, I took it differently. I thought that was one of the few moments that he showed that he knew his officers. Um, and that it wasn't like reverse psychology or, you know, subtle manipulation or anything like that, that, you know, yeah, I, I, I took it completely differently. I thought, I thought that was a moment of actually empathy from Warka, like one of the first times where you're like, oh, he's not this hard ass, but he does have compassion for his officers so i'm yeah i'm yeah that's interesting that or okay we both took it here's differently here's here's another example like he didn't want burnham to go to the klingon ship yes and it seemed self-serving it seemed like he didn't want to lose her and mm-hmm. not because he cared about her it was like um, how important she is to yeah. Yeah. the mission everything else i get that too i got that too but but he's not saying that he's not saying like you're too important for the mission he's like acting like he cares about her yeah and so i just don't trust him man i don't know yeah I I could see that. I'm I'm waiting. And, you know, I'm waiting for the moment when like the thing that I'm talking about is like 10x, where he's like, you find out that he's like, uh, like I don't know about like Palpatine, but definitely, no. definitely a a, a a reveal of if his true identity and he has something so, going on where you're like, okay. So I'm really glad that you said that. Mm-hmm. just said that and that when we get and then to the end of the episode I'm interested in seeing what your thoughts are on that and where we are at the end okay because I I do have some thoughts about that I do okay um well <laughs> yeah but but 
there's obviously other things that we could, that we obviously need to talk about, obviously, with Laurel and to- Lieutenant Tyler mm-hmm. and what the heck is going on with that. Sure, I mean... So what do you think? I mean, we knew they were intimate. She, yeah. She was the the one whose who's, uh, areolas we saw. And he w- he has PTSD. He said he's a survivor. He did what he had to do to survive, so he basically faked it. Um, but he he goes into like a fugue state when he sees her he does. on the ship. The ship of the dead and <clears throat> you know cornwell is like she can't feel her legs and she's the one who's like having to take care of tyler and yeah. so he's he's just way way out there uh yeah from from the trauma of his experience being a prisoner of the klingons for yeah. seven months 227 yeah. days mm-hmm. as he says yeah mm-hmm and um i mean we talked about it last time how laurel at first came across as like this compassionate sort of exception to the rule klingon but she's Mm -hmm. possibly one of the most evil ones yeah yeah i could see her being becoming like palpatining her way to uniting the 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 warring factions mm. and being although it'd be a first but you never i mean you know it's not out of the realm of possibility that she becomes like the chancellor and is the one that unites this empire how would she get out, how would she get out of prison though federation prison T- yeah, ty- no, that's true. Well, no, so that's Tyler... Def- oh, okay, so... Oh, 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 no. So... My thinking is that Tyler is more... It's more than just PTSD. It's Munch, Munchhouse Syndrome? What do they call it when the... Um, when the... Uh, Captain... I don't think... Yeah, I don't think it's... um. Oh, no, no... <laughs> I, I completely said the wrong one. Is huh? it Stockholm syndrome? You're right. It is Stockholm. You're okay. right. I think it's more than that. I actually think they did something to him. And he is now basically the Bucky Winter Soldier, if anyone is a fan of the, the MCU. Not me. Okay. I know you're not, but... I think he's a sleeper Klingon agent. No way, really? I do. Okay. I have this really sneaking suspicion that... And I think he's Vok. What? To make it even more so. Literally Vok? Yeah, because, like, look... Because not... I think he's got Vok-ish kind of traits and that would be for me the only explanation the only logical or plausible explanation in which why he was kept alive and they made love together because i only think she i do believe i do think 
that she is in love with Vok, obviously, mm-hmm. and loyal to him. And I think in some fashion he became a Vok ish Klingon sleeper agent. And I think it's dangerous that he's on board the Discovery. Wow. Because we don't know what the key word is, right? Right. And when he saw her, it was like that keyword almost triggered. Yeah. Because we haven't seen so, Vok since like episode two or three. Yeah. And I think this is incredibly dangerous mm-hmm. for Discovery. That they, I, that they might have a sleeper, a Klingon sleeper agent on board. It could be as security chief. It could be that he has like, um, they used augment something yeah. to like, because that was the whole thing with augments. They were more human, right? Because it, it was human yeah. human DNA, right? Yeah. Whether he's an augment or not, I'm not sure. I'm just saying to make him look human, so to not uh, look like right, Vogue. right, 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 right. I think it could be that. It could be. It could be that. But but, but then he would have superhuman strength and stuff like that. Right. Exactly. That's why I think they captured him, and this is some sort of Klingon, you know, experimentation that they changed him in some fashion. Hmm. That they've changed his personality or his whatever to make him more like Vok. When Lorel was in prison, Tyler like falls to his knees and like Yeah. I definitely had the moment of like, oh, he's it's Stockholm syndrome. But for sure. But yeah, the the idea that he's Vok because because they made such a big deal about Vok is like kind of this like chosen one character in the Klingon world. Yeah. And then we haven't seen him and it was kind of like, well, what happened to him? So, yeah, yeah, that's And then really the other intriguing. thing too yeah. is like, the other thing too is, and I don't know if they're going to follow it, but like most Klingons find it disgusting to make love. Oh, they do? To any, anything that they would conquer. Hmm non-Klingon right they're got it that kind of yeah species Mm -hmm. and so the only explanation in my mind that I was telling myself I was like oh he is in her mind they are turning him into a pseudo Klingon and that's why he's being kept alive Uh, like a Klingon sleeper agent to infiltrate yeah discover whether it was discovery or Starfleet, or whatever. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Hmm. There's a lot that lines up there. It's a good theory. I know. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if... The, yeah, I mean, it lines up, but I don't know if... Yeah, we'll see what happens. You know, even his knowledge of the Klingon vessel, even though he was a prisoner... I didn't really think right. that that would explain his knowledge of like the door mechanism, how he kind of hotwired the right. door. I was like, yeah, but him being Klingon would explain that. So, yeah. Excuse me, I'm gonna open another sparkling water. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I forgot to ask. What are I, what are you drinking? Same as always, man. Lacroix. Oh, pure. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, so then at the end, Jason. Of all the flavors, they just call it pure. <laughs> Jason, at the end. Yes, at the end, yes. Were we looking at a time jump? No. No? I don't think so. Okay. Do you think you do you think we're do you think they've time jumped already? I do because Saru says mm-hmm. I can he's like I can't tell you where we are. He says it weird. He's like where we are. And he, he doesn't finish the thought, but I I assumed what he was going to say is but I could tell you when we are and it's going to say he's in the future. So that's my because I think everything is backwards. Okay. I think we're in the mirror universe. Oh, okay. Man, I just see like it took so long for Enterprise to get to mirror universe. In my head, you have to like yeah. earn that episode. You have to be in. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. You have to be in production for years before you're allowed to do a mirror episode. Yeah. And here's and here's and here's more of what I think. Okay. And it and I think it makes sense to me. No, well, duh, Lim. That was obviously the biggest duh statement in the world. To me, I think we're here so early because I think Lorca is here. In the mirror universe. And the Lorca that we've had for the last eight episodes, nine episodes, is a mirror Lorca. Okay. Man, you're just you're just a full on conspiracy theorist here, buddy. I am I this this episode and I wrote it down. I was and I've written these things down in my notes. I'm like this is building up that this is a dark Lorca. And I, and I've said this in a lot of the episodes, like, you know how I said he is this calculating PTSD, hell bent on war, hell bent on winning, hell bent on winning this war, calling everyone a soldier. Mm-hmm. And the change that Admiral Cornwell noticed, mm-hmm. I think the Mirror Lorca infiltrated, kidnapped our our universe Lorca, and our universe Lorca is in the Mirror Universe, and the Mirror Universe Lorca has taken the real Lorca's place. Wow. This is the only viable explanation to me in my mind that that ha- that is wh- why Lorca is so not Starfleet material. Really? In my mind, yeah. In my even in times of war, this Lorca is just hell bent on war and winning it and calling everyone a soldier, and it's not Starfleet. Yeah, I. Totally agree. Yeah, that makes sense that there's a better but, better version of him that is Starfleet material who would get the job. Yep. And then they swap places. 
And they and in Starfleet's head, they still look at him as the guy who got the job. Right. But I could be wrong again for what? The third time in this in just this one episode? I could be wrong. Um And I totally accept that. I mean, you know, obviously, um, I've been wrong before. But we could be in the future. But I think we're in the mirror universe. At the end of the episode. Yeah, at the end of the yeah. episode. When wow. when Stamets does the final jump. Oh, man. I think we he takes us to the mirror universe. Do you think the mycelia is a portal to the mirror universe? Or a portal to the mirror universe? Um, I think it could be, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's potentially how they kind of canonize how we get there. Wow, okay. Or another way of getting there. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Man. See? <laughs> I know, there's a lot of stuff that I'm like really reaching. I'm really reaching. No, 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 I don't think so. I don't think you're reaching. If anything, I, I'm abandoning my theories and going with yours. Because in my head... Really? And I do this a lot. My wishful thinking... Yeah. Um, influences my theories. Because, you know, the problems that we've pointed out with the show... C- Continuity-wise and style mm-hmm. and everything... To me, this is a way to somewhat fix it if discovery gets pushed into the future that explains why yeah the original series is is so um is not as advanced as discovery and i thought yeah i thought maybe the showrunners realized that you know maybe from fan uproar or something they're like okay well we want to keep doing this but we put it in the wrong spot on the timeline so let's like put them further on the timeline yeah yeah i agree with that <laughs> i totally i'm with that i'm totally with that i'm totally with that absolutely but i i think i like your theory better buddy yeah see but but see my theory only works if we're talking about oh, it's only based on like the old school star trek conventions not you know what i'm saying not like the actual conventions. Yeah, yeah. The I know you're saying. The ones that you can yeah. go to. But like, you know, the... The tropes it, of Star Trek. It only kind of works to the... to the If if we follow the original... Yeah. Or, you know, somewhat to the original ideas of Star Trek. If it's not, then I am completely wrong. I mean, throw the Tyler sleeper agent thing and... Klingons do, you know, Laurel does find him attractive and does make him his slave boy and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And this, like, you know, who the heck knows? Like, they could be from a different universe and it doesn't have to be the mirror one. They could have created a whole new multiverse thing and gotten ahead of um, Marvel. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. very interesting buddy i i get it though because in so much of your stuff is the brandon braga rick berman stuff and they yeah they, it's all they would yeah. make huge efforts to maintain the lore yes and and stuff like that and so yeah you know 
you'd be forgiven to be of that mindset for sure, you know? Yeah. And it, but see, this show has hints of that, but it just, it, does. it just doesn't it does. like, it's like almost ambiguous. It, it It's yes. like, I can't tell if they are like strictly adhering to the lore and we're just going to find out later or yeah, like how it kind of comes full circle type thing or yeah. if they really are kind of starting from a blank slate. So I always think, so I think this is the first time I've said this. I've alluded to it though. This is kind of like Tex-Mex. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. I know what you're saying. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, like. <laughs> It's a tweener. There are elements of the original, like, Mexican food mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But it's got a disco spiciness spin kind of deal going on with it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, the, I, I agree with you. There are 100% there's... You know, elements of that Berman Roddenberry era, Braga era, then, but then it's got its own unique thing. Mm-hmm. But so you think the future? But, but like, okay, last episode when, or two, two yeah. episodes ago with Sarek, there was something that yes. you said because at first it was like, really, we need, we need to have this mystery sibling of Spock and we need to bring in yeah and it felt so forced but then there's something that you said I can't remember exactly what it was where it was like oh but maybe this explains this not necessarily plot hole but this like um un- unanswered trait of Spock from the original series this explained and oh. I can't remember what it was but it it was just one of those things. Was like maybe they are really strictly adhering to the lore. They're just like maybe really stretching it out and being pretty, pretty sneaky about it. So this could be, um, you know, it could be that the like what you're saying. Like, um, how could this guy be in Starfleet? Mere universe version of him. Right. Totally oh, okay. Yes. Yes. And, yes. Yes. And then yes. also, here's here's like more how the mirror universe works, and this is how the portal to it open from Mycelia. We're explaining the backstory of that, and that's the real purpose of this whole spore drive pl- yeah. plot. So. Yeah. It'd be cool. I hope so. Yeah. I mean. Either mirror universe or some other universe that we have yet to be, yet to be introduced to. I personally hope it's the mirror universe now. Okay, not the future. Mm. Your second original. No, no. Okay, first preference is future. Second is mirror. Universe. Okay. Or okay. Or perhaps future via the mirror universe. Oh, I see. Oh, that would be interesting. Because isn't the mere universe timeline agnostic? Can't you kind of go... Yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the world between worlds from Star Wars. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, that was... What I just said was not true because the mirror universe has its own time and everything. But but you like I think when you exit it, you can exit at 
It's usually in your respective, yeah, but it's usually in your respective timeline. In the, in the mirror, so let's say if you're in 2281, Mm -hmm. you, we usually are sent into the mirror universe in 2281. It's just a different, okay, you know. See, I thought it was like, so how, that's why I, see, I think they, that's, I think that's why they call it mirror, like. Yeah. The mirror. Got it. Okay. Yeah. See, I thought it was more like Partially. like once you're in there, when you come back, you can basically choose the time that you come back to. Yeah, no. I mean, may, and that's why we No, they may have done that. Okay. They may have done that previously. Okay. Hmm. All right. Oh, you know what they did in Enterprise. They did move forward ahead because they had they had gotten that advanced constitution the um empress sato did bring back the future constitution class starship from the future yeah so yes we have so yes you are absolutely right from a different era from the og yes from the og era yeah which was in the future to where we were at that time yeah quick so yeah you are absolutely right quick tangent before i forget because this is one of my questions quick tangent yes. so for the yeah we're talking about the og ships which class were those uh so the original yeah gangster enterprise yeah. was um a, the, a constitution class starship okay and then what about enterprise the show enterprise with those the, the that, that was n class right yeah, so they call that the NX class. NX class. I think. Okay. Okay. Now, what about just? Which is interesting. Which is interesting. Well, I guess it would be true because then the NX would always would be the designation to the first prototype of future Starfleet ships. What do you mean by that? I don't understand that. So, like, so like the Excelsior, for example, was an Excelsior class starship, but since she was the first one. And she was also a prototype experimental one. Instead of the NCC, she was given the NX2000 designation. What show is that from? The Excelsior? It, it's from the movies. It's from the movie. Okay. Star Trek Three. Okay. So it's kind of like... Let's say they made a one-off of... A Death Star... No, let's use the interceptor. Is that the is that the is that Darth Vader's? Is that what they call Darth Vader's? So, Darth Vader's is is in a class of its own. A tie inter the big one. A tie interceptor is the tie fighter with the pointy wings. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So, perfect example then. So Darth Vader's big. Star Destroyer from Empire and Re- uh, Rebels, from Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. That the Dreadnought. Would, because it's a one. You're talking about the Dreadnought, right? Yeah, the big, the big. I'm one. pretty sure it's called the Dreadnought. the Dreadnought. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The Dreadnought. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm gonna Google that. I don't know why I got. I'm gonna Google that. I don't know why I got interceptor class, but anyway, sorry. There, there is a there sorry, is a tie there is a tie interceptor. Yes, I know. Yes, I, I I remember that now. It's the folded 
solar panels with the pointy exactly yeah ends to it dude yes. hold okay. on dude Sorry. before we go on i was way off way okay way way, way off <laughs> okay the... <laughs> oh no our fandom oh. is gonna be called into question no no i wasn't it is the dreadnought but but okay. the class is um executor class or executor class executor class yeah. okay. okay sorry 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 star wars fans i know i'm gonna get raked over the coals for that one it's like there's the class and then the name i think was the dreadnought but the class is okay executor class or executor the executor class yeah. okay okay so that's a perfect example because we don't see any others of that star destroyer it's a one-off mm-hmm right mm-hmm. it's the only one mm-hmm. well in star trek well in star trek of old mm-hmm. that would be the same that would be given the nx designation hmm. it's the one-off it's the experiment it's the prototype hmm. we may build this class we may not and it doesn't get the ncc until you get all your other names of that same class okay until they say okay we're building more of these it's going to be ncc 1798 you know of the executor class and it's gonna be you know um the neil armstrong the buzz aldrin the name any other starfleet federation starship or whatever the case might be so the NX designation is after Enterprise, after Star Trek Enterprise in Starfleet, it was the one-off. The first one would get the NX designation. What about this Discovery ship? This is NCC 10-0-10-3-1. Okay. Because it had a sister ship, remember? Mm-hmm. That was destroyed. Hmm. Okay. So the first one built of this class would have been NX, but then if they make another one, it would then become NCC. But when you say, it's how I think it goes. But when you say an, Could be another wrong. one, yeah, another one of what? Like what? Oh, another one of the same ship, but of the but same class. Ha- yeah. Okay. So, what is the class then for the Discovery ship? Do you know? Uh ooh, good question. Do we get a designation for the class of USS Discovery? If you don't know the answer to that, there's no way in hell I'm gonna know, buddy. Oh. Mm. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. I thought there had to be. I thought that was. Is it called? So if it's the Discovery class, then Discovery was the. Ah, it's a Crossfield class starship. Okay. Crossfield. And then, so what was the class from Enterprise? They called that. I believe they called NX-01 the NX-class. Okay. And then what about the OG series? 
Constitution class. Constitution class. Got it. Okay. See, I thought the ship that they encountered in the Enterprise was the Constitution. Like the USS Constitution or something. They did, yes. And that was the USS Constitution. Uh, that would have been the Constitution class. Yep. So generally, the first ship of that class gets the name. Got it. Okay. I think that. So I think that's the, the first piece ship of the Sovereign class. Yeah. Would be the USS Sovereign. Okay. The first Crossfield class would be the USS Crossfield. Got it. And I don't know if that was. If the uh, if the sister ship was. The USS Crossfield, the one that was destroyed? No, I think the sister ship was the USS Glenn. Oh, you're right. That's true. It was the Glenn. So, they could be saying what I've said for the last few minutes and throw it completely out the window. So forget what I just <laughs> said. But generally what i said in the og start in the in the original star trek that would have been what it's called got it or how that those designations would have been okay there would have been a uss crossfield in the crossfield class got it generally cool man thank you one of these days i will retain all of that oh it's a lot <laughs> Well, I didn't know. That I forgot the executor class star destroyer and called it an interceptor. <laughs> it's all good. If I hadn't played so many Star Wars video games, I probably would not have known that. So ah, yeah, because typically the interceptor is faster and it fires at a higher rate of speed than the TIE fighter. Than the TIE fighter? But its shields are vastly inferior to the TIE fighter. And then there's okay. and then there's the TIE bomber. Right. Which has really strong shields, but its blasters suck. And, and what was slow. Lord Vader's one-off? Yeah, I mean, obviously it probably has a name. I never learned it. Oh, yeah, okay. it, it looks like a tie bomber, but it's not. Right. It's faster. Except without the secondary. Yeah, exactly. Bomber hull, yeah. I would imagine that exactly, is. Exactly, yeah. Okay. But there's also tie defenders that look like kind of like an interceptor, but instead of the two wings, it almost has like three or four. Can't remember. Oh, okay, okay. And did, and and did you not play the X-wing? I did. Version of oh yeah okay. I did yeah. That's how I know all this on stuff on the computer back in the That's day. That's how I know oh, this stuff. Oh, because I remember back in the day it was. It was like X-wing squadron, or you could get the, or did they come in a pack? There definitely was at least two. There was it was just called Tie Fighter. Uh huh. And. And then I think there was one called. It might have just been TIE Fighter 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I played I played the heck out of those games. Like <laughs> hours. And then in the X-Wing version, you could do the Kessel Run, right? Uh, not the Kessel Run. 
But um, Beggar's Canyon? Are, the, the only X-Wing game I ever played was Rogue Squadron. That was on Nintendo 64s where I played it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because I remember a game on the computer that was for the computer that was... Hmm. You flew an X-Wing, and I remember you could fly Beggar's Canyon. Because you could shoot the muskrats, womp rats. Hmm. Rat things yeah. that were as big as two meters. There's probably been... I'm sorry, Star Wars fans. I'm so I'm really sorry, fellas. I'm dragging tonight on Star Wars. There's probably been a lot of games where you can do that because I think in Rogue Squadron you can, you can fly uh, Luke's toy ship, the uh, Skyhopper or whatever it's called, and you can shoot Womp Rats. <clears throat> oh, okay, okay. It's okay. not Skyhopper, but it's something like that. It's like, okay, it has a very like generic, cute name almost. You mean that three-wing mm-hmm. triangle thing yeah. that he was kind of flying yeah. in the movie? The one that Obi-Wan okay. gave him in Kenobi? Yeah, 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 yeah. that's right, that's right. So. <laughs> but anyway, hey, back to Star Trek. What did you think of the episode? Yes. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a really good, I thought it was a, I thought it was a really good um, Discovery episode, mm-hmm. for sure. Um. It was fast-paced and it's a lot. And yeah, I like I I I I liked it. I, I I thought it was fun. Yeah, me too. What what rating would you give it? Oh, um, you know, probably. You know, I said that. I say that. I'd probably give it two and a half star. I'd probably give it two and a half pips. Okay. You know, enjoyable, entertaining, fun, but, and a lot of like twists and turns, obviously, that we talked about, but, yeah. you know, not one of the more memorable Star Trek episodes. Sure. I'm not sure if I'm going to have too many memorable Star Trek Discovery episodes, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Like, wow, though, that really stood out as one of the. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Well, but also the way that the story arcs are presented. They're it's they're not true. like episode specific. Like it's true. Like it's in true. my head, three episodes ago versus five episodes ago, there's no distinction there at all. It's true. That's true. Yeah. You're, yeah, I agree with that. What about you? What would you? What um, was you, what? What yeah, grade would you I'd give, give this? A solid B. Okay. There's a there's a few things. Um, when I was talking about the um, desire to hop forward in time to to explain away some, okay, we're back on track. Okay. Um, so when I was expressing my desire for them to go forward in time, so that way we wouldn't have as many continuity issues. One of them was the device that they were wearing on their chest that was meant to scramble their signal so that they wouldn't be detected as human life forms on the on the Klingon ship. Oh yeah, uh-huh. I didn't understand that. Yeah, I I thought that was like okay, well if we have that, like there's so many instances I I think in Star Trek when you know, someone says, "Captain, I'm detecting 
two Klingon life forms on mm-hmm, board or mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm, whatever it mm-hmm. is. But now that now that this technology exists, that like oft used situation is now obsolete. And, yeah. And it just seemed it seemed like that was gonna create a continuity issue. I agree with that. And but then but then they did the reverse in my head of the universal translator where it was more jankety than we've seen before and it was more like it was like google translate or something yeah um whereas before it's like seamless you don't even know it's there this was like literally like a communicator yeah 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 yeah. so i don't know yeah it's it is like google translate when you take google translate on your phone to x country and you have to go oh translate this for me please (laughs) <laughs> but then but like even in enterprise it was in real time like yeah. as mm-hmm. they spoke mm-hmm. it somehow they could hear yeah the and universal it, and that was the, that was the whole point is like i right. don't know how it works we're not going to explain it so um i so agree stuff with that. Like that yeah no stuff like that no. still bothers me so but i still really i really liked the episode i really liked all the stuff with stamets and um burnham all the characters had really great moments yeah um so and we got a couple more names did you catch the names of detmer and reese and the bridge crew so yeah Yeah. we're getting a little bit more yeah almost too late but ooh, almost too late wow i i I just feel like that should have been right out of the gate this is the bridge here's everybody okay So, solid B for me. Okay. So, one last thing before we go. Um, So, there was a scene between Culber and Stamets that I kind of found. Yeah. um, Funny, a little bit. Mm -hmm. Where Stamets is saying, oh, you know, when this is over, let, you know, we'll take shore leave. And there's um, a a moon that we should go to and visit. Yeah. And he kind of has this aversion of like, I'll even take you to Labo M, which yeah. is hilarious to me because Anthony Rapp was, to me, he gained fame and notoriety because he was on Broadway's Rent. Which basically is Labo mm. like a kind of a riff on Labo yeah. M. And so I was like, okay, that's, I'm like, okay, are you kind of poking fun at yourself for being I a did... musical stage actor, Broadway theater actor, and now TV and movie, I think. Yeah, movie. So I thought that was huh. hilarious. I thought that was so lovely. <laughs> See, I didn't know that's what he's known from. I always knew him from Dazed and Confused. Oh. Did you ever see that? No. That was this no. weird movie that all my friends and I watched a thousand times in high school. And he plays a pretty significant role in that movie. Oh, okay. Same, okay. same thing with Matthew McConaughey. It's oh. kind of like their... Okay, yeah, no, I, I know I know Anthony Rapp 
has um, Mark Cohen from from Rent. Interesting. Yeah, way back in the day. The music is still oh. good to the, to this day, but like it's a very you know dated musical. But the the music is still good in my mind. <laughs> okay i you know what dude i don't think i've ever seen it rent yeah oh it's so good I, it's so good I, i'm pretty sure i've listened to the soundtrack but i've never actually seen the, the I'm show not, yeah no i'm not gonna <laughs> 525,600 okay don't want to lose <laughs> Well, so one thing is, um, anything else with this episode? No, I think we got, no, I'm, okay. I'm pretty sure we covered it. It, it is going to be a lot, for, I think, for next episode or a couple. However long yeah. we are stuck in the future, the mirror universe, another timeline. Mm. Yeah. This the mycelial the... network. Oh, wow. Who knows? This was the uh, mid-season finale, right? Or mid, you know what I'm saying? Is it really? Point. Are we mid-season already? I think so, yeah. I believe that's why it was such a... There was so oh. much going on and it ended on such like a cliffhanger. Okay, okay. I didn't know... Alright, I have to get used to... I See, I still have to get used to the new modern streaming television where we don't get 25 26 27 episodes anymore and it's only yeah 9 10 15 20 or 18 mm-hmm. sub teens kind of deal yeah you know what we we win in this world because i mean if our goal is to watch all star trek you know the less no it's true better, it's so. totally true it's true it's true except yeah. for when we go back to the old school star trek old school star trek when we go back to like voyager deep space nine and uh next gen those are a good 26 episodes deep a season (laughs) that no that is an excellent point yep so but but see i am i mean i'm gonna relish every second of that like so that's fine Mm -hmm. yeah that's not gonna be a chore Right, 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 right. I don't think... See, this one hasn't... This one isn't a chore anymore. This one is actually enjoyable. Only only to the extent that it's in the way of us getting to, like, oh, things that I'm excited about getting to. Oh, interesting. See, I do find this one to be exciting if I parse it out a little bit. I, yeah. I, 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 it's, it's fun. Yeah. Well, okay, switching back to Star Wars. Yes. So ooh, 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 what's going on? We have we have a question, a comment oh on one of our, our oh YouTube my gosh. videos. Oh my gosh. Uh-oh. John, Jonathan Porter. Uh-oh, Star Wars. He's, Uh-oh. he's asking something pretty pretty in the weeds. I don't know if we'll be able to answer it, but he says, what do you guys think okay. of this Star Wars Force power ranking? And then he lists, like, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 Jedi I'll just read okay. the first first couple. So like a top 10 Jedi, is that what he's asking? Yeah, and I think he's specifically asking or they they are specifically asking who's the most powerful 
force wielder. Oh, so, oh, okay. Oh, at, wow. the, at the top of their list, they have Luke Skywalker and then Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader and then Yoda and then Emperor Palpatine slash Darth Sidious. Um, Tenebre slash Darth. Oh, crap. Now, Vitiati. Oh, okay. Darth. Darth Reven, Darth... Yeah, so we're already into... The oh, my wings. gosh. There's a couple more that I can't even pronounce. And then oh, my gosh. Do. Even you? So, yeah, I, never, I haven't even heard of these. Um, oh, okay. She, uh, they, he has Rey above Kylo Ren. Obi-Wan Kenobi is below Kylo Ren. What? Well, yeah, I guess that would be... Yeah. So here's the thing, Jonathan, okay. if you're listening... Uh, Jason and I have watched the movies and the animated shows and mm-hmm. I, I believe all of the live action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of where we stop. And so mm-hmm. some of the more obscure ones, definitely stuff from an era like the Legends mm-hmm, era mm-hmm, where there mm-hmm. would be, you know, like the Old Republic mm-hmm. time times when Sith are walking around. I don't think you and I have any Mm-mm. knowledge of that Mm-mm. stuff. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, so a couple things. I put the list into ChatGPT, and it's it has Palpatine as number one, Yoda as number two, Luke mm-hmm. Skywalker as number three, mm-hmm. Anakin as number four, mm. and uh, and then it pretty much keeps Jonathan's list from there down. Okay, okay, but, okay. But to okay. me, to me, I'm thinking. In the movies, when they test Anakin's metachlorian count, Obi-Wan makes a comment that it's higher than Master Yoda. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, to me, I would put Anakin, like, at the top. And and he's the chosen one. But does he reach his fullest... Th- th- but because he becomes Darth Vader, the yeah, mechanical I, Darth Vader, mm-hmm. I don't think he can reach his potential. And I think that's yeah. part of the sad part of the, of of the of the Anakin Skywalker uh, Darth Vader character. That's one of the sad parts. One of if, them. There are many, but if when you're assessing Anakin's force power, if yeah. you're if you have to like look at his whole arc, then yeah, I agree mm-hmm. with you. But if we're just looking at Anakin, I I always assumed canonically he was the number one. Okay. Okay. Up okay. until. Yeah. Up until potentially Grogu, yep, yep, who yep, is yep. not on this list, and I'm I'm mostly speaking Minnesotans okay, here. So, so let's go like, for the sake of simplicity, mm-hmm. let's go because we're dudes. Let's go Mount Rushmore of so mm-hmm. four, right? Yeah. Who would be in your four? Okay, so for sure the top three in order in my okay. head is is okay. Grogu. Grogu Anakin, Yoda. Those are the top three. Mm-hmm. Grogu. Okay. Okay. It's your list. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And who and rounds then, out the fourth? See, I can't decide between Palpatine or Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, do you consider Rey and Kylo Ren? And the <clears throat> the Mickey Mouse <laughs> Star Wars 
Because then we're talking about pulling down starships. We're, <laughs> you know, we're, we're healing snakes and healing <laughs> and transferring. And then, and then Leia is dead and then she uses yeah so do we okay so what is our like because then i'm like well to be sneaky i'm gonna say those three but they're not really my top three right because i don't buy that you can be there's this force superman thing (laughs) there's this phenomenon where like in running uh-huh. For years and years and years and years, nobody thought a four-minute mile was possible. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And then like so, the one guy then the one guy did it. Right, 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 right. And now now it's like right, there's right. so are we including those new force abilities, first of all, as like you know, the eleven foot high jump or the four minute mile are, are we including those in that discussion See, well obviously thing, you did because the, grogu made it but then how come ray kylo ren and and leia didn't make your top three because like once the one guy did the four, four minute mile then everybody could do it right okay yeah back back in the 1950s right roger banister right yes but like, but people. I Ooh, think at the nice time, one. It, it yeah, good. Oh yeah, pe- good one. People totally literally, agree. people literally thought it was physically impossible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, but then they observed observed him do it. Okay. And now there's this weird thing that happens that that turns on or off in everyone's mind. Yeah. Like oh, you can't do that. You can do this. Like I've yeah. I've experienced similar things like. When I've been climbing, I'll see something and I'll look at it. I'll be like, yeah, like you would die if you did that. There's no way you could do it. And then you see somebody else do it. You see not not just one person. You see hundreds of people do it. And you're like, and you're like, oh, okay. And then you do it. So the fact that those three occurred after all these Jedi were talking about, like the, the way was paved for them. And I don't think it necessarily speaks to... If we're defining the list as like yeah. their capacity for force, yeah. yeah. So that that's why okay. I'm using like Metaclorian. That's, that's exactly okay. That's exactly what I was trying to get at because yeah. this is the same argument of who's the greatest basketball player, football player. I'm like, no, you can't do that. It's got to be in the era in which. So are we including the Ray, Kylo era? Hmm. Because I mean. I mean, theoretically, you know, speaking, like, you, you'd have to say Leia, Kylo, and, and, and Rey are, like, in the top three. Because Rey can pull a starship down. Mm-hmm. Leia can survive being in space for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. And Kylo Ren can also pull a starship down or... What did he do? That was like okay. What was that? Oh, right. he's done all kinds of shit. I don't. Right. I, I lost track. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, then they've got to be the top three, right? Okay. But if we're talking about our era, like 
you know the OG, you know the OG era. Mm-hmm. That so you you're saying Grogu, Anakin, mm-hmm. Yoda, Yoda, Palpatine, yeah, are in your but, top four. Ah, uh, see, Luke Skywalker projected in the Last Jedi projected himself. That's what across I'm saying, right? That's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> That's pretty damn powerful. Yeah. And see, Qui-Gon, I think, should be higher on the list. I mean, Qui-Gon was the first one to become one with the Force, right? Hey, man, you you just took my number... That's my number three. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's hear your list. So you got my list. So if we're going... It's got to be Plagueis. Okay. Sidious. Okay. Yoda. Qui-Gon. Plagueis, and I would actually Sidious. move. It would. Go, I think it would go Plagueis. And I think two and three can be moved. I think Yoda and Sidious are right there. Okay. So for it to be, I think it's Plagueis, Yoda, Sidious, Qui Gon. Wow. Okay. Anakin doesn't crack top four, but he cracks Mm. top five. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. But maybe even not top five because I don't think he reached his fullest potential. He got cut down too early by the high ground. Hmm. To really, like, express his fullest potential. Because, yes, he was a master, but he wasn't a master. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's that's an important consideration, because even if you have the capacity for it, if you don't learn to tap into it. Yeah. So, hmm. And I don't think Luke was in my era, or in our hmm. era. Yeah. You know... So, yeah, I would say Plagueis, even though there's very little evidence. Mm-hmm. But if he's the one that taught Sidious, then I'm like, well, then he's the master, yeah. right? So then it's got to go Yoda, Sidious, because they're pretty close. And then mm-hmm. I think Qui-Gon are my top four. Okay. Well, thanks. And yeah. thank you, jo- thank you, Jonathan. That was... That was really cool. That's a, that's, 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 that's a, that's a nerdy cantina you know yeah kind of debate instead of who's the greatest footballer right or basketball player or whatever and it was it was more like stimulating than i thought it was going to be when i read the question i was like i don't know but i didn't but as we got into it it was like that actually is a very interesting question yeah 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 and it's interesting that we have and i think it's cool again like that we have different lists that sure. we have a different Mount Rushmore for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, buddy. Thank you. And thanks everyone for watching and listening. Follow us on all the stuff. And keep those like, keep posing those questions, folks. Yeah, for that, sure. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, we appreciate it. We have a Patreon, which you can find on our 
X FKA Twitter profile. <laughs> um, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the stuff, subscribe. and subscribe to us on YouTube. Yeah, we appreciate Click it. Click the link. Until, yeah. Hit the bell. Thing, ring the bell. Yeah, ring it. Till next time, live long and prosper, and we'll see you next time. And may the force be with you. See ya. Have a good one. Later, buddy. Take Enjoy care, it. buddy. Yep, bye. bye.